Hello, and welcome to After Dinner Conversation. After Dinner Conversation is a collection of short stories across genres meant to draw out deeper conversations. Download After Dinner Conversation short stories, including the ones we are discussing here today. Hello, kitten. Uh, at AfterDinnerConversation.com or uh, eat em, read them on your readers, uh, tablet, uh, e-reader from Amazon, Apple, or wherever e-books are sold. Uh, I am the co-host, Colby. Uh, this is my co-host Jeremy, as well as my co-host Ashley. Uh, we are today taping our first episode in, and I got it wrong before, uh, it's not Lagataria, it's Lagataria, Lagataria, which, which means crazy cat lady. So we're going to have cats all over us today, uh, which is kind of the point, which is super fun. Uh, and today we're talking about uh, the first story that we're doing, the Patchouli Lost. Jeremy, you want to talk about that? Or Give us the, like, the general idea of the story for those who haven't read it. The general idea of the story, um, from the point of view of our protagonist, who is talking to a girl uh, in an abusive relationship. I don't even know. Does he have a name? I'm not even sure. The narrator. No, he's just the narrator. narrator. Just the narrator. It's like yeah. Fight Club. He's just the narrator. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, and how that interaction goes with a girl in an abusive ra relationship. Okay. Fair enough. It's, it's very brief. Yeah. Yeah, that, that works. <laughs> to the point. You should have right. read it already. If you haven't read it, yeah. again, check out Amazon, those other e-reader areas. Read it. Hit pause on this. Then come back and yeah. discuss it. This will work better if you've read the story. Otherwise, you're just going to hear us talking about essentially a, a book you've never read. Right. But, uh, but if you haven't read it, that's okay, too. Uh, you'll get the gist of it as we talk. Uh, so I'm curious. What did you guys think? What likes, dislikes, things that you found interesting? That's it? Okay, we'll go with that. I'll, I can start. I can you start. You can start. Uh, so one of the things I found interesting is the, the narrator continually pushes, it, it's a very conversational, very like, here's why everything, here's, it's, it's a very like, it's a very low key sort of thing for a very serious conversation. And I think yeah. that's meant to make the narrator sound more sympathetic or more, I don't know, I don't know, something, something like approachable or sympathetic. But when you dig into it, I'm not sure the narrator is that great. Of a exactly, person. and it, it's interesting because he, the narrator, approaches the story almost from a point of view of an anthropologist. He's yeah, he's looking at it, you know, and very much asks the question like, "I've never met people like this, you yeah. know, somebody in an abusive relationship." So, tell me about it. Yeah. Which is a little uh, sociopathic. <laughs> yeah, I think that's exactly the word for it. Uh, so for those who haven't caught up, I'm going to help Jeremy a little bit with the story. So basically the story is uh, uh, this woman, Patchouli is what she's called in the story. She calls the narrator and basically says like, hey, I'm locked in my bathroom because my boyfriend, ex-boyfriend is like banging on the door and trying to like beat me up. The narrator says, I'll come over. Luckily, I guess for the narrator, the boyfriend it's isn't gone. there anymore. Right. Otherwise, it'd be so. a very different story. Uh, and uh, and then the narrator, uh, there's going to be cat noises everywhere. It's awesome. And then the narrator sort of takes Patchouli under his wing to try and take care of her, but with conditions, right? Right. The conditions are you really can't interact with this person anymore. You have to uh, delete his cell phone number, right. block his really phone the, number. The crux of the story is right. he asks her to block his number. Right. And, and then when she doesn't, and that sets up the, cuts her the off. conflict. Yes, right. unwilling to help her once she, thank you, once when, when she, when she's unwilling to, to block 
his number. His number. Yeah. The narrator is unwilling to help her anymore. Right. So yeah. to break it down even a little bit further, you have this super complex relationship with this girl and her boyfriend, and she's obviously keeps coming back to him, and it's a complicated situation. Yeah. And the narrator comes about it very simply. He's like, let me come and get you. Simple. I'm but taking you to ice cream. Right. Simple. Right. I'm asking you questions that have straight up answers. Give me answers. Simple. But it's the super complex emotional and psychological and issue that this girl is having. And the narrator comes about it with like, Simple right. little like check boxes, like okay, boxes, get you out of the situation. Let's go get right. ice cream. Like every, every problem Talk can to be me solved about with it. Ice cream. Delete his phone number, like right. And it's right. not that it's easy. It's like an engineer's let's, view on it. Exactly. Right. Let's analyze the issue. Here's a solution. Yeah. Right. And if you're unwilling to do that solution, I'm unwilling to help you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which again yeah. is very sociopathic, and that's yeah. The the interesting subtext of the story is the narrator basically saying. If you want a, an abusive relationship, I can do that for you, or I can be controlling for you, mm -hmm. for patchouli. Oh, that's mm -hmm. interesting. But you're, you're just swapping one person out for another. Exactly. So that's, that's what he's offering her, yeah. and that's why she rejects it. So one of the interesting notes that I had made was exactly that. So the narrator, in the very first paragraph, him talking about her was a very obsession way that he talked about her, the way that she smelled, the way that she looked. Yeah. So obviously he has an obsession with her. It's not like a friendship sort of thing, right? Like no. you don't you don't mention those things if it's just like you're just a person. Right. Yeah. And yeah. then and then later on he he's basically just like the the cliche boyfriend when she tells him no, don't come over here and he disobeys her orders. He oh, comes yeah. over to get her yeah. anyway. And then later on too, um, again it was a demand. I, yeah, it, he, I do, however, have a re request, <laughs> consider it payment for services rendered. So again, he's also again. putting demands on her, yeah. which is just like what the boyfriend would do. And then he also doesn't respect her opinion because she tried to tell him why I won't block his number after yes. he threatened suicide. Uh, it's my right from my perspective to do that. And he doesn't... doesn't respect her opinion exactly. is like no you need to do it my way yeah. and then he yeah. wouldn't even let her speak in one of the very ends of the story she starts to respond but i interrupt her yeah i just found so it it's like swapping out one controlling relationship exactly. for another Ex controlling that's relationship. what he's exactly her. exactly yeah, yeah. so those it's like are a just softer kind of control or like a less like abusive but in a different kind of abusive way correct so right. those were the parts that huh. i more just emotionally abusive as opposed to yeah. physically abusive. Oh, that makes sense. But he comes off as the nice guy. Let me take you to ice cream. I'll well, save you. Well, he's also the you. narrator, right? Which yeah. makes him, is an intention. An unreliable narrator. An unreliable <laughs> narrator. Yeah, I think that's the, that's the theme of like every story, right? Is an unreliable narrator. Yeah, so I guess one of the things, we were talking about the, some questions with this. So the first one is, uh, the narrator says, for I feel bad just reading off the piece of paper, but this is the easiest way to do it. You can find these questions, too, at the end of the story. Oh, yeah. There's a link for these set of questions that we'll be talking about. Yeah. Um, and then by at the end of this podcast, if chime in your two cents, too. Write in, hey, yeah, this write is in what the comments. I, yeah, please, add your own two cents into everything. Like, you guys are wrong. This is what you should have done. <laughs> you should have hit her with a brick. <laughs> Uh, yeah. No. So the narrator, I mean, hit him with the break. They're oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the question is for the, the narrator in the story says that for true friends, for the big things, they keep their word. Is that true? I feel like, actually, I'm kind of yes and no on that. The, the question has complicated answers. Yeah, like that's the, um, yeah. I mean, ideally, no. Um, personally, I've always felt that we have a certain amount of uh, social capital within a group of friends and acquaintances. Sure. Is, is a way to put it. And the more you violate people's trust, the more they push you away and cut you out of their lives. So 
What do you, wait, what do you mean by that? I'm, I, need, I need a better explanation then. Okay, the more you violate someone's friend's trust. Like, a, like example. An example, people who always make up stories, always one-up you. Like, hey, oh, oh, one yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, well, that's, that's nice, but I just did this. Right, but I just skydived with supermodels. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so the more, and that's a violation of this social capital of us being friends and being honest and open with each other. And the more you violate that, the more people push you out of their lives. Because they don't want that kind of interaction. Yes, they don't want this negative energy. Okay. Is a way to put it. And so... And, and, and so you the, think in... It, so I you, think the narrator here is taking a pretty drastic measure for what appears to be a first infraction. Ah, so he's seeing it as like a binary, like a black and white, like, yes. like if you do A, B happens every time, as opposed to just being like, look, right. like I wish you didn't, but, that's, but you give right. friends a chance. Exactly. Yeah. And he, not being a friend here because he's not giving her a chance. Yeah. My, my big thing on that too was that it wasn't, it was like if you, if, can you be a true friend of someone to someone and break your word to them? Well, it wasn't even her idea. It was his words. It was forced his, it on his her. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And she so was in a like, weak place to even say no. Exactly. So That's it's like, point. how can, do really even two friends do those ultimatums to one another? Yeah. Like I get it, there is a part where you need to set your own boundary for what you're willing and unwilling to deal with with right, someone. because you want to get wrapped up in somebody else's like everything. Exactly. But I mean, she wasn't even a willing participant. He had to repeat it several times, you will block his number, promise me, you will block his number, yeah. promise me. That's just a Fight Club <laughs> reference, for sure it is. Say it three times, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I feel like it is, it is too black and white, right? Yeah. But I think the thing that I wonder about is I think we've all been in that situation where like, where like somebody drags us into their problem, right? Like, like they call the first time and say, oh, like my boyfriend's drunk or my, like my girlfriend is, you know, whatever. And, and you're like, yeah, no, of course I want to help you. And then like a day later, you get another phone call. And a day later, you right. get another phone call. And eventually you're just like, you know, man, like I've got a life too. Like I got right. my own issues and, and I can't just come to, I can't be your hundred, like all day right. support network. And in the frame of the story, it, it demonstrates what the author's trying to uh, demonstrate about this relationship and about that standing your moral ground. Okay. In that sense. Yeah. So as a slice of this relationship, it's, it's more of a, a metaphor for all of these interactions sure. instead of yeah. how this would really play out in, a, in real life. Artistic yeah. license. Yeah, and no, I, I understand your point. And I, I wonder, like, yeah, I don't disagree. <laughs> I, 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 it's a, it's a, it, it very is, well spoken. No, no, it's a very like I think everyone's been in that situation where you get slid into somebody else's drama. But I feel like the narrator in this case is so black and white and so right. like unforgiving that you're just like, dude, you exactly. you're kind of being a mean person. All right, so uh, next one is the narrator being ethical by totally cutting off all communication with Patchouli? Is he doing it to help her to help himself? I think he's being true to his own moral code. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's it, it's ethical It's a good for moral him. code, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't necessarily disagree. Well, the underlying thing I want to know is when did their relationship start? Obviously, he has this infatuation with her. Yeah. There's that moment when they're, I don't want to say intimate, but when they bump heads and they rub noses together. Yeah, You're like, yeah. okay, so they're close enough to be that close a person. I've given space? a lot of foot massages to a lot of people. And none of <laughs> <laughs> none of them meant nothing. You think is that you think it, that's exactly what that is, right? Like that's 
So, so again, it's it's uh, how close is the relationship? Yeah. And is he needing to draw a line because her drama is just too overwhelming for him, or does he have real emotions for her? Like yeah. really, really care for her on a deeper level. I think that's more the point. Is right? it a crush on her? Is it right. not? And so it's like. Uh, well, you have to protect yourself if that person's not interested or you just, again, if it's right. it is truly just a friend, you can't watch them go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, I feel like actually, I don't know, maybe. I feel like as a friend, it was the wrong choice, but as someone that he was romantically interested in, like it's like because you never yes. want to see the person that you have a crush on like not only are you not with me, but you're also with in like a, a horrible with, person. Yes. Yeah. Right, and so... I don't know. I, I, yeah, I understand your point. So, so uh, I think he did it for both reasons. He yeah. both did it because he wanted to help her out. Like, yeah. she needs to, he's been there with her, and now she just needs to stand up on her own two feet. And then also, um, you know, to help himself. I think he did it for both reasons. So you fault this person for this? You fault the narrator for this? For, cutting, it, for cutting, yeah. cutting her out? No. Um, it's like I mean, almost he, douchey. It's like yeah. 80, it's like forty percent douchey. Eighty percent. Eighty percent douchey. Okay, yeah. we'll go eighty percent douchey. <laughs> yeah. It really I mean, puts his motives into focus. Yeah. I mean, you can really tell. Like there are motives. He has motives, and yeah, I think because that's true. she's not living up to those to his expectations of her. He's just cutting her off. I'd like to bring yeah. in the other interesting thing. He mentions, yeah. I've never been in this situation before where I get to be the hero, when I get to go and save you. Oh, Remember, yeah. thank you. Thank yeah. you for giving me this opportunity to, to be do the this, right thing. to do the right thing. And so yeah. it's like, is he using her? Yeah. And then it's finally, well, he like. Also to perpetuate this internal version of himself, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, here's who I see myself as. And you're screwing it up by not, by not breaking off. Like I've got a I've got yeah. a story in my head, and by you not breaking it off with this abusive guy, you're not yeah. you're not continuing the story in my head about being a hero. Yes. And therefore I'm out. My my methods of helping you didn't yeah. work and now I see myself as a failure. Yeah. Right. Because he went to that whole thing. He's like, Thank you for that. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. And yeah. then and then and then boom, throws the demand to seal the deal that I what I did was right. Yeah. And I feel like had I think you're right. I I, I agree. If 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 it had been a swap out I think it would have just swapped like one relationship for another. I don't think it would have, I don't know, maybe it would have stayed a yeah. friendship, but it doesn't feel it that It doesn't way. feel like no. that. That's not his goal. No. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Uh, if Patchouli came back to the narrator after another round of abuse, do you think the narrator would again support her? Do you think he should? I for sure I think he would. Think I think of, he would. Because he, he kept reaching out. Yeah. The narrator yeah. clearly says, you know, just trying to be social. I don't know why, but yeah. yes. Yeah. That's well, who, does, who doesn't like that feeling of feeling like they're helping somebody, too? Yeah. It's like, here's a lost cause. Okay, it's been a little bit of a time. Let me try to help you again. Like, yeah. I, I feel like he derives some sort of personal satisfaction from trying to help this person that he yeah. obviously deeply cares about. Right. So I definitely think that he would come back to her and try to solve her issues for her again. And maybe even, Which maybe is weird, even put harsher demands. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, and because it's interesting, though, because the whole point of it is, like, I'm... I'm cutting you off because you won't do what I say. But if you come back a second time, I'll let you back in a second time, which kind of goes against, like, the first part, right? Like, it's weird. It's like, I'll, I'll continue yes. to interact with you, but only in the ways that I demand that you interact with me. Yes. And as long, every time you knock on the door, so to speak, I'll continue to let you in on my terms, but yes. always only on my terms. Exactly. Yeah. So do you think he should let her back in? I think if you're going to be a decent human being, you have to. 
Yeah, like, but, but knowing his personality, he is he going to have certain regulations yeah. for oh, that I relationship always, to work? Which is why his... she has not contacted him again. Yeah. She recognizes this. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's always on, it's always on, it's always an interaction on his terms mm -hmm. or nothing at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. God, it's, it's funny because like, there's an abusive guy in this relation in, in this story, but the narrator sounds like the worst person in the story. <laughs> well, they parallel. They yeah, parallel each exactly other. Yeah, that's exactly it, right? It's just a different way of demands. It's a different way yeah. of um, mental, basically mentally Manip screwing and uh, me mental yeah. manipulation, screwing right. the other person over, thinking you're the nice guy, and then s once you feel like you've gained right. their trust, let me slip in a demand. Let right. me slip in right. a, a yeah. like a regulations for our relationship, rules and laws. Yeah. Wear yeah. this. It, you look good in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what this actually reminds me of a little bit, and I didn't think about this when I was reading it, was that, uh, what's the movie where, with the robot that like breaks free and kills the guy in the compound? <gasps> oh. Uh, we watched we it. We watched it. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, Ex Machina. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like it's a little bit like that in that the creator views his machine like as an object, but the, the, the savior guy who also <laughs> gets trapped in there also views her as an object. But one views her as a, a physical machine object, and one views her as a feminine object. And so you end up with two versions of the same objectification. Right. Just one feels softer than the other. Right. And I feel like it's the same thing well, with these two one characters. One recognizes her humanity, or her, not humanity, but... Uh, version of humanity, or right. whatever. Her emulation of humanity. Right, but right. still objectifies her for it. Yes. And so you end up with not a good guy and a bad guy in that movie. You end up with two people that are both treating a, a, a person conceptually, conceptually as, an person object. as an object. Right, and I feel like it's the same thing here where you've got a harder and a softer version of the same yes, like, exactly. badness. Yeah. Uh, does, the ethical, does the narrator have an ethical obligation to call the police? I think probably has a legal obligation, but maybe not an ethical obligation. Prob yes, probably yes. So the fact that she had cell phone service and she's locked in her bathroom and she picks Isn't up the call the for him, she's not calling the cops. Yeah. Uh, this is like within the sphere of like appropriate amount of crazy town. Yeah. 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 It hasn't like left the like. Right. And there's within the story, there's no physical abuse. That we've seen or actually witnessed yeah, that or that the narrator mentions. Yeah. That would make. Yeah. If she had a black eye and a bloody nose, like now you've got right. a very different kind of story. Yeah. yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know, because here's the thing, right? Like, if he, if the narrator just called the police, like he both would have been absolved from responsibility in some ways, yeah, and have done something like proactive. But instead, he's just like, no, you're not interacting with me in my way, so I'm not, I'm not going to help you, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna call, like I'm not gonna do anything. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Which all, this all sort of leads us up to our last one: is a narrator a good person? Oh, we forgot oh, question we number forget? four, too. Oh, there's a cat tail. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, is Patchouli in any way responsible oh, if yeah. she stops talking to the cliche? And cliche kills himself. Yeah, because in the thing, that, the reason she takes his phone call is because he says, if you don't pick up the phone, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. I say good riddance. I got to be honest. If, the dude, yeah. if, if an abusive guy kills himself because he doesn't get to abuse you anymore, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, let's just I call that a win for humanity. not have an obligation at all. No, I agree. But then why does she do it? Because she still likes him? Because she still like thinks like, well, maybe he'll be different this time. Well, okay, just like the narrator wanted to feel good about himself for helping that girl, right. yeah. she, she derives the him. same sense of self. So she wants in a, to interact with him, but on her terms. 
Uh, more of in the terms of who doesn't like to feel like a hero? Who doesn't feel like they help save someone? Wait a minute. So are you saying that the abusive person <laughs> is just like the narrator, which is just like the abusive boyfriend? Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> I'm just saying, though, like she wanted to feel like she made an impact, helped save someone's life, just like the narrator tried to save her. And yeah. she's doing the same thing to cliche. I wish I'd done a little more research on abusive relationships, but I believe there is an element to codependency yes. in abusive relationships. Oh, yeah. So... In and it's a way to control somebody by allowing them to feel like they're helping you. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I, the guy, the guy, I, yeah. I, I don't think he's really going to kill himself. Like no. I think, I think no. he's, it's going to be one of those it's call for help. It's going to be one of those call it, for it's help. It's not even a yourself. call for help. It's it's just a bluff. Yeah, I agree. And then I, and that's then like the she, last card he's got to play. Yeah. And if she doesn't pick <laughs> up on it, he'll go pry on some other girl. It's yeah, yeah. Like, and I feel bad for her. Like I feel like the only way she ever gets out of this is like. He gets shiny keyed by like some other girl that he like <laughs> focuses his life attention on, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Because uh, I don't think he ever goes away. I think he just has to eventually find someone yeah. else to like obsess over. Yeah. And abuse. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. But so I did. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Now, so, now, so, okay, now, yeah, so now, now, question six. Yeah. Hello, Kitty. Is a narrator a good person? I think it's percentages. That's the way I was thinking of it. Like right. the abusive guy is like a hundred percent horrible. Like, the narrator... Well, who's to say? We didn't really hear a lot about cliché. Right. I mean, we did make He's these generalizations. horrible either. We made these generalizations. You don't think the narrator, the, the abusive the, guy is? Not 100%. We don't know. Are you, are you saying, are you giving me the maybe she was asking for it? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, no. I don't think that's the way you want to go with this. Well, okay, so I'm we... I'm just saying, from the point, from what is oh, presented... Oh, yes. We're only getting it from a guy's perspective that is, uh, that is in love with it's her a, anyway. It's a double narrator. Yeah, it's a double unreliable, it's, it's a double unreliable narrator. Right? All we get are the assumptions. Does his dad make yes. a certain amount of money? What kind of car does he drive? Yeah. You know, Let me guess, he's supposed to take medication. And it's like, yes. hold on, no, those are all... You, we right. haven't actually met cliche. That's like second cliche. step removed reliable narr unreliable oh, narration. Yeah. All right, so, so we don't know what he is, but we, our hunch is... Not good. Right. Okay. Yeah. And, and the narrator? It, again, it probably depends on his motivation. If you look at this from the point of view that he's also looking to control patchouli, yeah. mm -hmm. definitely no. If he really is coming from an altruistic place and just trying to help. But it doesn't seem, it seems like. He's still uh, not being supportive. Yeah. I, here's the one thing I wonder about, though, and I'm just going to play, there's a phrase, devil's advocate, which I always think is a stupid phrase, because it's not like the devil needs an advocate. He's doing fine on his own. He's a lawyer anyway. Yeah, he's a lawyer anyway. That's a good point. Uh, no, the, the thing I wonder, though, is, like, so let's say I get a flat on the side of the road, and somebody comes to help me change the, my flat, right? Uh, because they, I don't know, they're hoping they're going to get a $20 tip, or, uh, you right. know, they, somebody, like, helped them out of a jam, and the requirement was they had to pay it forward, or something right, like right. that. Like, at the end of the day, my flat got fixed. And so I think there's a, there's a motivational side of it but I, that you judge, but I also think there's a result side of it as well, right? Like, like sure, you might have been fixing my flat for all the wrong reasons, but the flat is fixed. Yes. And so I think, I don't know how you separate those two in the case of the narrator. Like, the narrator arguably has not great motivations, but that doesn't mean that uh, he wasn't supportive when a person needed support. In, in the limited way he was able to. And in the manipulative way that he was able to. In the to. manipulative yeah. way he was able yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah, that's the issue, right? So, so what's the verdict now, on now, the, No, 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 no. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things, though, the narrator did go and help her. At he potential risk of getting a beat down. Yeah. Exactly. He slept yeah. on her steps. Wait. 
waited for without to make telling sure her that he did exactly yeah. he did uh try to cheer her tried to cheer her oh hello tried to cheer her up with yeah. ice cream yeah. uh but then he immediately after giving her ice cream went deep dive questions that she was obviously very uncomfortable for yeah so it's like he does he tries and it just goes mm, sideways and he tries and it just goes weird sideways and it yeah, uh, yeah. i think with good intentions but mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of like it's within the framework of the weird psychosis sort of thing a, going on. A there. little bit, yeah. or that like deep crush where you're just kind of like, uh, like just can't quite control his emotions yeah. because he's getting to the tipping point of wanting to yeah. control her as well. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. You're like, I am so excited about this. <laughs> By like the way, all the cats you see here are up for adoption. <laughs> yeah, so if you're this one licking its butt. if you're in Tempe, Arizona, come on by. Uh, this little guy's up for adoption too. Which yeah, there's all cats everywhere. This is just the one who's found us. We today. might take yeah. this one home with us today. Yeah, after I mean, come on, look at that face. <laughs> uh, okay, so I, I feel like the narrator yeah. is pretty true to his own code, even yes. though again, and that's see, that, and that's, I think that's an interesting thing as well is there's this assumption that ethical is uh, following a set of sort of universal ethics. Right. And I think ethical can also mean the phrase of like consistent within your personal ethics. Like, yeah. like do, you, uh, do you change your ethics when it helps or hurts you, or are they consistently in whatever they happen to be? Right. Yeah. Uh, okay, so what's our, I, I guess that's our, I, there's a closing, I don't know yet, I don't have it memorized yet, and there's a cat on it. <laughs> uh, hold on. Uh, not that one, it's, it, it's, uh. No, no, you took the closing oh, sheet. Oh, sorry. Where did the closing sheet go? You're very prepared. You used it. It's gone, how, you can't blame the cat. <laughs> you it didn't memorize here. your own closing. I didn't memorize my own closing. Yeah, it was here. At any rate, uh, you're listening to After Dinner Conversation. Uh, we just got done talking about Patchouli Lost, that. Uh, short story is available uh, for download on uh, Kindle uh, apps, which is everything now takes a Kindle app, whether it's a Kindle or an e-reader or your phone or your computer. You can download it on Amazon.com. Um, I think it's free actually right now. Uh, and our next story next week will be, what is it? It's uh, the my, my Fellow Americans. My Fellow Immortal Americans uh, about the president giving a very strange speech where it's like a suit, it's like a sci-fi thing where, yeah. where, well, uh, where like, yeah, where time is the currency and, and money is irrelevant money, now. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so there's this question of, uh, can people be immortal and can you be rich enough to live forever? Uh, so tune in next week to watch that. Uh, definitely try and read it ahead of time uh, before you watch the one next week. It is also available on Amazon. And, uh, and we'll be back next week at uh, La Guitaria uh, right. in Tempe, Arizona. Thank you.